1: everyone welcome to the miss lady mini series her and i sat for a few hours this morning kind of just getting through what we think is the start of our relationship kind of sharing some of this stuff we still have some more recording to do but come on let's join in and see what we have going on
0: so you know uh, like i've done I've been through a lot of my life that, yeah, I, I always had, like, a, um, a freaky side of me, right? That's what I thought. Freaky was the word that was, like, my time, right? Like, what I thought. So then I went and I started working at the strip club. And after, like, 30 days of doing this waitressing, I'm like, this fucking sucks. And the reason it sucked was because I'm working and, like, I'm making the same amount of money as I made at the mom and pop restaurant dealing with people who are drunk right wasn't wasn't what it was hidden for you know so I'm gonna like fast forward through some things and there's details in there about first experiences and first times at the strip club so I'm gonna get there but I went from dancing to being a shot girl right and these are the things that started opening me up I mean not from dancing to being a shot girl from waitressing to being a shot girl at the okay, place because I was I gonna leave the yeah. And that was, and that was it. But, you know, the whole experience of working in the club changed my life. And I think this is where my wife started not liking things because I started finding myself and it wasn't finding myself. It was, I was finding confidence. I was finding out that things that I was into and stuff that I've been doing my whole life was actually like a real thing. I didn't know. I didn't know BDSM. I didn't know about implements. I didn't know about a lifestyle. I just thought I was a freaky girl. And I, and I, was, I was a very aggressive female. I didn't know dominant and submissive. I didn't know any of that stuff. <clears throat> and long story short, I started hearing of these things. And I'm like, oh, this is real. And like foot fetish and all this kind of stuff. In the strip club, you know? So I worked at the strip club.
1: Oh, so you've always loved people to love your feet. It wasn't something No, that-
0: I didn't always know. I hated people fucking touching my feet. Is that right? I hated it. I only like, I like foot rubs, but I don't like people putting my feet in their mouth. I okay,
1: okay, okay, okay.
0: Different. Okay. Different. Okay. Now, now it's different. Okay. Now it's super different, right? Yeah. Um, but like, so when I started, I actually danced. I waitress for like a month. I did shock girl for like six months and then I danced for 10 months. So I was in there just a, 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 like a year and a half. Um, and then through that, I had learned that people that this was a thing that BDSM was a thing. People liked it. Um, and I slowly but surely got into this a little bit more and decided I wanted to do this more, you know, and I liked this. And there was people who were repetitively coming back and it was, just like the strip club, just like the restaurant. People who repetitively come in and they sit at the same counter space and they order the same breakfast with their coffee every morning, right? Like, it's the same in all these areas. And I was like, oh. And I'm just learning more and more of what I like. And at the end of the day, when I was learning more of what I like and getting into it, I'm like, yeah, this stripper shit is not what I like because these motherfuckers want to come in here and fucking grab me all up for a dollar when I got people who want to come in here and do like, actually pay me for my time and do what feels good for me to touch them up and for them to listen to me. And I'm like, yeah, this is what I like. This is it, right? You know? So I'm like, that's kind of where I found, started finding myself. Because I found, um, it's, not, it's not finding myself because I already had it in myself, right? It's finding that this stuff is out there in the world and it's not just in my brain. Yeah. Right? which was pretty interesting. And then when I found the place that eventually became LWP, I was going to sign for it. And I'm like, if I'm going to sign for this, this is taking on a mortgage and bills and blah, 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 blah. On top of the mortgage and bills I have at home with my wife and my daughter, because now I also bought a house. During this time that I was dancing, I bought a home. Right? So I'm like, I already got a couple thousand dollars worth of bills that I'm paying for. Now I'm looking for a place to do more BDSM stuff out of, right? Because I had a small little place and I had this little apartment for about four months. And I got this apartment because I had that many repetitive people who wanted to come in and do things. But the club didn't want it done at there. there. So I'm like, I'm just going to get this small little apartment because I don't want to go in and out of hotels because of how it looks. I don't care what people do for a living, but there's just some places that things are legal, some places that things aren't legal, and I don't, I don't do that, and I don't care. But I also don't want to put the advertising out there and make it look like I will exchange sex for cash because that's not what I'm doing, right? Like if I wanted to do that, I'll just say Mr. Club. No, no jokes. That's just it. You know what I mean? Like I don't it need to come to a hotel. Definitely
1: that, are running games. Right? Like
0: yeah, for sure, for sure. Not not all girls, but for real. At the end of the day, a strip club is a strip club, right? So, long story short, I have this um, apartment for a couple months, and I realized my people were coming back and coming back, and I really loved it. And I'm like, oh, I want a bigger space. I want more twice. So then I got LWP, and when I got LWP, the actual big space, I stopped dancing because. I'm like, I got to go full time if I'm going to do this, because now I have to pay full time bills. Right. So that's kind of how the, that's kind of how I got LWP. It all happened within like 16 months of me being home.
1: Oh, wow. 15
0: months of me being home.
1: I didn't realize that timeline either.
0: Yeah. I came home in 2012.
1: Oh, boy. Yeah, that's a lot. And then I
0: met Spencer. I met Spencer, I met Spencer like a year after I was home. I threw my first ball. Yeah. 2004, 2015, 2014. Mm -hmm. Nope, it was 15, because it was February 15. That was my first ball. I came home in 2012. I got married in January of 2013. In 2015, I held my first one-year ball. Oh, Wow. Oh I opened gosh. up 2014.
1: Yeah, so your first wife definitely did not have time to- Grow with me. Adapt to any of Correct. that. Correct. Because that's really, yeah, that's
0: intense. Correct. Okay. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's a little unfair for her because- it was unfair for both of us. We had three weeks. How the fuck? She's like, I thought I married a good girl. Baby, I just came home from prison for seven and a half years. What are you talking about? Yeah. And I am, I'm like, for real though, what are you talking about? And that's what I would say to her. Like, get tripping. Like, and I'm not saying you're tripping, but like, yikes. But the thing is, is, she's just not sexual. She was just not a sexual person. Like, if that was a thing that was an issue, you know, from the beginning. And I didn't, you know what I mean? Like, she's just a very different person you know and but but rightfully so we didn't give each other the chance to fucking know each other we got married within three weeks and i just came home from prison right i didn't even have a chance to like put my toes in the water right you know so for seven and a half years we stayed together and stayed married and she drifted further and further away from me or i grew and she just stayed where she was at right she's a very you know she's amazing god bless her yeah man she's like working home working home i can tell you what she's doing every single hour of the day she's got the same schedule you know like she's a good girl and she's a good woman you know and i'm like i want to i'm going to go out i'm going to live i've been living in an eight by ten cell for seven and a half years and people have been telling me when to get up and what to eat and what to wear and and like right now i'm like i'll be damned if anybody ever tells me again what to do where to go, who to see, what to eat, where to sleep, like, never. Let's get back. So, with my ex-wife, what was I talking about? It was was,
1: just you guys, like, it was just wham-bam, like, you guys didn't have any time. She was, and she is such a good girl. Oh, she's
0: a good person, yeah, she's just super amazing and everything, but, like, I... Like I said, I want to live, I want to grow, I want to go out and do things, you know, and I wanted her, this is was saying, with all of the vacations, with everything that I was coming my way, I wanted my wife to go with me. Like, my wife was included, you know, anybody who wanted to take me anywhere or wanted to do anything or offer anything, because I was going lifestyle. You see, I wasn't doing vanilla, I was mistress, Period. Like, once I opened up LWP, that was a wrap. Like, anybody who ever came to see me, it was Miss Lady. You know, they were coming to see mistress, and, like, they, they knew my wife. My wife was number one. My wife, my wife, my wife, my wife, my wife. I'm gay and not getting sex. you are coming to see your mistress. We're doing BDSM stuff. Period. So, like, when they would take me out to dinner or do this, they would offer to buy my kid dinners and my wife, and they would and want us to come very out.
1: True because that is exactly how it was when i was in the presence of of everybody the few times that we were like it was very known that you never left her to feel not included like i Mm -hmm. always saw that and that's very true
0: but it just wasn't for her yeah and she just never felt comfortable she tried she was a really good sport she really did try and when i opened up my club um it wasn't even supposed to be a club. I had got the big place just because I wanted more room to play. Yeah. And then when I got more room to play and I started getting equipment, I was like, oh, maybe there's other women out there who do what I do. Mm. You know. And my customers actually started telling me about other women that they would see who they thought were good. And they brought them my way. So instead of these women working out of hotel rooms to do oh. BDSM stuff, they could come work out of my space that already had equipment. Right, right, because they were just going to hotel rooms, bringing their bag and working with the bed and tying people up and doing what they could Mm -hmm. in local hotels, which is how I got a couple of my first women because they were people that my people who are coming to me now, they've watched me grow. I went from strip club to apartment to house within a year, right? And they're like, and now they're coming and seeing me and I'm getting, each room is getting furnished with different equipment, with different stuff and, you know, they're like oh I've been seeing this girl for a while she could probably use this space or but you know what I mean like and that's how that got started and then I was like because I was working at the strip club you know at the time I'm like when I was there I had I did private parties we did private bachelor parties bachelor parties. like we did little private functions sometimes and I was like yikes people spend so much money to get like the penthouse suites and stuff and the casinos and all that. And it's not even equipped for a play night. I'm like, I have a stripper pole and all that kind of stuff in this whole house. I have a three-story house that is every single room is furnished differently. And it's got lights in it and speakers everywhere. And I'm like, I could rent my space out for bachelor parties and for fucking, like the things like that, private parties. Like why go and rent just a hotel room when you can rent a whole Four-bedroom, three-story house. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and so I was like, let me just like throw a party and invite everybody that I fucking know. You know, like everybody that I can to come to this party. My first party was fucking amazing. Oh, Angie. And I didn't know how it was going. Like it wasn't an alternative lifestyle party. This was just a party. Mm -hmm. I want to see how this part what I want to show people what I got. People, the goal is to have people rent my space for parties of their own, whatever their parties are. Right. And then I'm like, so I did that and like, I went back and forth and and then some people were like, oh, it would be a vanilla party. Sometimes I would host a little vanilla party or I would host somebody, sometimes I would host a swing party because that's what they wanted or just a BDSM or I host like a ladies' night or like a stripper party or, you know, I hosted a whole bunch of different little things here and there to kind of see what worked to give people the idea of what they could do yeah with this space and it turned into people fucking calling me asking me where's my next party and I'm like shit I don't it's not what we're supposed to be happening but I'm like all right well let me plan one so I started doing like monthly parties and then they're like people like went like they want more than one once a month so I'm like all right well now I'll do every other week so then I went to every other week parties. And of course on the weekends that I wasn't having anything, people were like, Hey, are you open? Are you doing anything? We want to come out. And I'm like, fuck. So like, you know, after a few months, it just turned into us being open every Saturday night for parties because people just wanted it. And then I had girls who were working out of there and then they would be there working. And like, you know, it just all evolved. And cause I wanted to get into education and this was a new BDSM play space. And it, There wasn't many. You see, I have a supply and demand. I was blessed to fall into something that in the area where I'm living, there was nothing. Right. But a big need. Yeah. And I saw the need and I was able to be the face of not giving a fuck of what people say because I just came home from prison. (laughs) I was a fucking stripper. Like, what else are you going to say about me? I'm like, I got to. I'm I'm white. I got a black baby. I ain't never been with a man except that naked baby. Like, what the fuck? You know, like, so shit. Yes, I'm mistress. You hear me roar, right? Like, yeah, I got my own space, right? Like, you know, running this legally. By the way, I have permits. I have business permits. I have lawyers. I had everything. I have, you know, everything that was written up. I wasn't playing because if I was gonna buy this fucking property and do all this shit, I can't just have the fucking police or somebody come take it out from under me. I'm right. a businesswoman. I'll be damned if I'm working this fucking hard for somebody to just come take it away from me. Right. You know, so it was a very interesting process and experience of growing into the lifestyle, mm-hmm. you know, um, and let me just back it up one second. <laughs> because like, it's a funny story, just a little bit, but uh like not funny, but whatever. It's funny to me. <laughs> oh, okay. So so r- before before I found LWP, when I was saying to myself I was in the apartment, I was still dancing, um, but it wasn't really for me. And like dancers go to all, you go to all different clubs and dance. And we don't have many clubs around here, but there was one other one. And I decided I'm just going to go, like, kind of try it. Because it's kind of like a little lonely little bar, right? So when me and my girlfriends go in, it brought, like, a little bit of a different atmosphere. And it, it was known this. So, like, when we would go there, we would do well, you know? Because it was just, we were different girls. We weren't the yeah. same girls who was right. there, you know? And that's just what it is. Different girls go to different places. You're the one who makes the money because you're new. You're fresh. <laughs> right. So I went to this other club, this little downtown club that actually is now the one that's three blocks away from my new it's studio here. <laughs> ah! it's all coming right back around you it's so funny so i went there, and i worked night too and this dj now i was on house arrest at this time again because i got hit one night coming home after after working at the club I got hit by two fucking girls who were in a champagne room with me. They were drunk. And, of course, I'm the one who fucking got the DUI. Mm. Probably because I had a record and I wasn't sleeping with the right people. I wasn't sleeping with anybody. They were. Right? You know, the people who, the cops who came, they already knew them. Like, they come into the club that we worked at. So, anyway, so I got a DUI and I got house arrest. But I was still allowed to work at the club. So, I had an ankle monitor on when I was stripping. So, I went up. And got up on the, my, the DJ called me. I don't know the it's Like I said, I'm brand new. The DJ called me, he calls me up. So I get up to go do my set. And this man stops the music. <laughs> and he's like, hold on a minute. <laughs> he's like, is that a fucking ankle monitor on her? On the other day, and I looked at him. I was like, yeah, what the fuck? Like, I gotta make money. He was like best fucking friend he turned the music on he was like yo anybody better get that money on right like it was just so funny it was like you know and then from like that point on he became like he is to this day my bestie my male bestie i love him so fucking much right so after work and he like we got to talking and then he when i had told him like the little stuff that i do on the side right he's like get the fuck out of here so he tells me he's into the ddso stuff too and i'm like no shit but then he also tells me he's like he's also into other things right and long story short we made plans and after a couple weeks or a couple days or whatever it was he wants to take me to this club he wants me to go to this club um single males can't get in for free he's like you just be my you just be my you know bestie but we go in together and I feel so safe and comfortable with him he's funny as shit he's met my wife my life loves him like Charlie totally knows I'm gay. Never ever 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 makes a pass on me in any type of way like he's definitely like a wingman. You know, we can go out and speak the shit. We talk about the girls together, right? So he's like, "Come on, we're going to go to this club." So we go to Philly to go to this club, right? And he's like, "I've never been in any other club besides a strip club." Right? She's like, "This is going to change your life." <laughs> I was like, "All right." So we go to pleasure garden okay <laughs> in philly right and i walk in and i'm like no fucking shit right mm-hmm. first time ever in a swingers club first time ever in a club like this right so so crazy six months later i got lwp <laughs> and then four months after that or three months after that i have like my little opening party and of course i have him come out he's like when I took you into that fucking club I said it was going to change your life but I didn't think it was going to change your life like this I went from like dancing on the stage to yes here's my club (laughs) and like so he's been my bestie forever so it's like our little inside joke and everything you know but it's just so interesting because through that whole journey of stuff I just this is just as real as being gay or not being gay as liking somebody or not liking somebody, like it's who you are. You know, I've had one too many people come to me and cry because they try to purge themselves of things or they try to keep themselves out of things or their significant other isn't into it. And like the fact that people are all right with making somebody feel like that about themselves don't make me feel good. Yeah. You know, people got the right to feel all right with who they are and what they feel like on the inside and the things that they like. And the fact that there's people in the world sitting and crying and just having a miserable life because society says it's not right. It's, it's that that makes me go so hard for what I do and love what I do and, and not give two fucks. And I'll be the face of it because there's too many fucking people who feel of who they are. And I mean, in all walks of life, you know? So And it's so crazy because when everybody gets together, they're so amazing and they're so free, right? so yeah. free spirited and just, you know, so that's, you know, getting deeper and getting into a whole other space, No, but it's but. true.
1: But like, because like everybody has to understand why it is that like we do what we do and why we're so passionate about the things that we do. You know, you've experienced what you've experienced and what you're sharing for you to feel passionate about a lot of things. You know, I am so passionate about individuality and people standing up for the things that they believe in and being strong about our wants and needs. So we're very similar in what we think, the strength that we try to provide to other people for them to become who they really want to be.
0: Like, not to jump ahead, but look at that girl this weekend. Yeah. That woman that we sat out with, you know, like this weekend we were away. And I don't even remember what state we were in at this time. Oh, Connecticut, New Hampshire, um, New Hampshire, New Hampshire. Okay. And um, you know, we went out for our coffee and our smoke break in the morning, right? And it's not just so happens because you know we believe in higher powers, right? So, but this woman sat there, and we were smoking and just talking and, and shooting just street shit, not even talking about anything like yeah. fun or like like just just talking shit, you know? You're just and then. Talking. Right. And, and us talking about our little sex stuff and dungeon stuff and all that led into like such an amazing, serious conversation that this woman cried Yeah. like, and, and like, just thanked us and said that we have no idea how much she, like, we were just hitting things that she needed to hear. And like, this life is real and it's in every single fucking person. The only thing is that people just lie or they cheat or they lie about them to themselves or they just allow themselves to be walked on because they don't have no boundaries and don't know how to have boundaries. Yeah, Mm-mm. right. Mm-mm. That's why I what rather over real.
1: share and share every little thing. And, you know, like if I'm going to, you know, be silly today, if I'm not going to have my hair done tomorrow, if I'm going to fight with Spencer on camera, you know, it all is what it is because like these are the days of our lives. Like this, Amen. right. Amen. And like we do eat breathe, sleep lifestyle we don't change you know like my hair goes on on a wednesday night like when i go out to the beach and just go you know like i am who i am at all times and i right live unapologetically as that like i don't give a fuck and it is really nice you know like only because of this circumstances but like everywhere i go people are always like that you know like they're saying something like about my, I don't even know what it is, or why they're, oh smiling. yeah, you're
0: bold, or you're this, or you're that, I don't, whatever, <laughs> right, yeah, and like,
1: at that moment in time, it does really make me feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, like, as a human in this world, right, like, I just feel like, whatever it is, if it makes somebody smile for just one second, or makes them feel comfortable for one moment, like, yes, like, that was a win for the day as i said like after we spoke to that woman i was like our oh, jobs are done for today like it was a really great moment because she really did feel oh really like feeling like and it's like we were just just being who we, we just, actually are right and it's so sad yeah. to see so many people struggling but we are so passionate about why we are the way we are because we've had so many struggles like correct eight different struggles than i mm-hmm. have but they're equally
0: Oh, for sure. Feel catastrophic over, you know, and that's the thing. It, that's that's the thing. It's really important, I think, for people to know is that your struggles. If you can just see the positive of 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 stuff, right? And how do you see positive in struggles? Because the struggles are what make you learn, right? You're not going to learn anything new to do if if life don't give you something to learn. If you just keep walking straight down a road and there's no fucking no bumps or no forks in the road, right? You're just going straight. It's, you're not going to learn or grow or do anything. Mm-hmm. You know? So, like, if you can just look at the stuff that you go through as something that is for you to learn from, right? Like, I feel like we've grown. Like, we, weekly, we have, we, we've grown, you know? And all the things that we have went through, like you were saying, it helps us to understand others it helps us to be able to be who we are there's a reason there's a reason for everything there's a a reason for everything I think that we were meant to be spokespeople, people if you will for the lifestyle because there are so many who just can't because of jobs And, and I'm not down talking that at all I'm saying like they can't Right. Because if they do, society is a fucking douchebag and they're going to lose their jobs you they're going to lose their kids and they're going to lose their spouse because people just think it's sick sex shit or whatever it is. Like, they just don't understand, you know? So, and because of that, it just makes me want to fight harder for our lifestyle because that's not the fucking case, right? Like, I've never been such a pro power anything, you know, like, but like, it's yeah. so weird. The thing
1: is, it's like, and along with that though, it is the responsibility of a human engaging to be responsible. So like all of these different things that we're talking about, rules, boundaries, like our mistakes, they're all really important things to help develop you as a healthy lifestyle and whatever that means to you. But recognizing that even if you don't think it should be spoken about, you need to talk about it. Even if you're feeling uncomfortable about it, you still have to recognize it with yourself and your partner. You know, like even, uh, you know, sitting here today saying how we've had our struggles and everything, like I still sit with Miss Lady and probably, maybe not weekly, but like every two weeks, like I'll have a good cry over something that just creeps up on me and I have no idea like why but it still bothers me you know but i still talk it out with her and not having anything to do with lifestyle my own personal journey of things Mm -hmm. that i've experienced that have just been really you know sits heavy with me that i'm still trying to figure out you know so it's not like we're saying wash it all away and like it didn't happen and it didn't exist it's just you know continuously talking through it so you find your strength so it doesn't own you anymore For sure, and find some sort of learning on how to not allow it to happen again in the future or whatever it may be. Because, you know, maybe some of the circumstances we've gone through, you know, there's not a learning from it. We just have to figure out how to cope with it. And that is a learning in itself when you learn how to cope with
0: something. That's exactly it. That's (laughs) that's exactly it. You know, they they say be aware of asking for like patience and all that kind of stuff because you can't get patience without going through something, right? You don't need patience if everything is all good. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. So, oh, Jesus, peace. Yes, I have 500 doctor's appointments. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. And, and but, um,
1: styles definitely taught me about like patience, and you know, our relationship specifically. Because number one, I never thought I'd be in a dynamic where I would be in a relationship with a female. You know, like I've always thought about females, and I've always been attracted to them. You know, I maybe once when I was like 21, kissed a girl, and that was it. But you know, I just never thought I'd be in a circumstance where I'd be the have the freedom that I have. You know, because like Spencer, Spencer gives. A, I honestly feel like Spencer gives us the freedom to have our relationship however we want to. You know, our relationship is very different than yours and Spencer's relationship. Correct. And then our relationship together, the three of us, is very different. And it, cha- I want to say it changes daily depending on what we're doing. But it does go back to, you know, whatever it is that we're working on. This time. I said to Spencer yesterday. You know, because he's always like, he always tells me, he's always like, you got to protect your heart. Not just with you. Just, you know, he just does the run through of like trying to protect me. For sure. He knows the weekend that we came out of and just how things are changing and stuff like that. And he's like, I just, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, I just want to check in and, you know, like see where you're at. because I know you get like really, you know, like he just knows. Come on. He's Like, listen, I said... Our relationship is so complex, right? I said I love her on so many levels that, like, it's hard to articulate because, like you said, it's business, it's friendship, it's like you know lovers or however the fuck you say it. I don't even know. You know what I
0: mean? Right?
1: Kinky, you know, kinky moments of dom the uh, mistress sub uh, wherever the fuck. You know, like it changes throughout <sighs> whatever it is. For sure.
0: Throughout.
1: And so. Last year, it was different. Like, last year, like, I was sad because I was like, I don't know that we're going to make it through, like, all these ups and downs with the different things that were going on in your relationship. And my heart hurt so much because I was like, I love her on so many different levels. But I, I wasn't, like, I wasn't sad for losing my intimate Well, I was sad for losing, like, a friendship that, like, I feel like we have a bond that's undescribable to other people because I just can't, right? Like, and I've always said, like, I don't think that there's anything that could allow us to not be with one another because our foundation is not based on sex. It is based on us as individuals and fully accepting one another for our likes, dislikes, The whole everything. Mm
0: -hmm. You know,
1: Spencer's probably the first person that's allowed me to feel safe and free in my entire self. And you also provide that same like feeling to me and different things. And I trust you in such a way that I don't trust many people. And so for that, I think it's just a different bond that we have. And Mm -hmm. it's and so when I was trying to explain it to him yesterday, he's like, I I understand, I understand. I just don't want you getting hurt and whatever else. I'm like, there's nothing that's gonna, it's just like you and her. For some reason, the two of you have just had this long lasting relationship for however long, for whatever reason, it just is there. And he was like, Oh, yeah, I guess, you know, and so like, as we were talking through it, it was like all the similarities and thoughts and feelings and everything are there. And so that's when the stars and moon align. It really is just a wonderful thing. And like, it's true our morning sessions we talk through a lot a lot of stuff and after we're done some of it is like i didn't even realize it was on my mind or i just appreciate the fact that like if i am feeling like unhappy about something i'm just like we just need to talk about this and like there's no hesitation on it like we just talk mm-hmm. it through we just get over it but you've also opened my eyes from a sexual standpoint allowing me to be so much more open minded in the morning shows and different things you know like I joke about the time that I was scrolling through my OnlyFans and I saw a wild scene of yours and I was like scroll back up scroll back down wait a minute no no you know like some of your world is so different than you know ours and so you know I had to start really like picking your brain um, on some of these Hints and thoughts and, and whatever. And it's really helped me so much on this side of things because I can have a lot of different hard conversations, whether I'm knowledgeable them, in them or not in the community helps me share the information. At least people feel really um, safe with us to be able to communicate those messages exactly. for them. And
0: exactly.
1: To, like open my eyes to a lot of that you know because you're my solid reminder all the time keep going keep going don't stop just keep going on the moments that i'm like i can't do this <laughs> this is too much
0: <laughs> oh girl yeah you laugh at me too because sometimes you know but it is rough you
1: just want to like like this past week oh my god i had like the most emotional week of my life i couldn't do the morning show on thursday like it was like Wednesday, it was like one punch after another. And I just felt so emotionally drained by the time Thursday came. And I was like crying with you on, I was like, I was supposed to be doing the morning show. And you're like, just don't do it. Like, just, just I'm okay. like, right. Like I can take a moment. Like, I don't have to explain myself. I don't have to, mm-hmm. you know, like it was just really important to just stay in the moment and then actually going into the weekend and just not working honestly, because all of our travels are work. Always work. This was such a different thing, But it's just different, right? Mm -hmm. It just, this was the first weekend. I mean, we've traveled by ourselves before, but this was the first weekend that we were traveling by ourselves while our relationship was kind of changing to the next level of things. Because I feel like through your journey, you're definitely so much, your guard has been let down so much more. Maybe you're, mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what it is. I think that, it, I feel like it is your guard. I don't know. There's, you're just so much lighter, like maybe more accepting
0: to. Well, you know, maybe it's not my guard, but, um, and then and if I don't you just don't mean mind. Because, I just need in general. Yeah, no, yeah, okay. no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna comment on that. And then if you don't mind, um, can we reconvene tomorrow morning? Can we do okay. another one of these tomorrow? Uh, not tomorrow morning, but Friday. Except the morning time. show tomorrow. Friday morning, if we could. Yeah. Um. And I'd like to. I don't want to. I want to go. What were you asking? Because I don't want to get off of that shit, shit, shit.
1: Um.
0: It wasn't. Oh, that I was um letting oh, my that guard. Oh, your guard, down. like your guard. Yeah. yeah. So. I'll get to where I want to go in a minute, but I'll, let me say this. So my guard. I don't think that I let my guard. Maybe that could be it as well. But I think just what it is is that I'm learning how to let go of things Mm. that don't belong to me and don't belong in my life, that don't belong in my hands, that don't belong in my brain, that don't belong in my heart. You know, you're trained from the instant that you're born from the doctor's views, from your parents' views, from your grandparents' views, from your teachers' views, to anybody who's raising you, you're trained on what to think mm-hmm. and how to feel. You know, and I'm at a point in my life where I'm trying to shed all of that so I can feel and think how I feel and think. Um, and I think because of that experience and, and letting a lot of stuff go and just letting things flow, I think that's why uh, my life is starting to change so much more. So, it could be a, a version of letting my guard down, I suppose.
1: No, but I think actually. Or maybe, I'm putting, people,
0: maybe yeah, I'm putting my like, guard up.
1: Yeah, like you have you to know? unlearn like, all those things that society right. told you you're
0: supposed to be. But actually- I think I've ha- yeah, right. And I, so, that's so I think maybe it might be the other way around. I'm like putting a bubble around me. Like, nah, you guys can have whatever you want, but it's not going to affect me, right? And how I think right. and how I feel, right? Like, nah. yeah, and those are the it's boundaries different. we
1: always talk about. And it's true. Right. Like, if you put in boundaries and it makes somebody upset, it's because that person needed the boundaries, so they should probably yes. be in your life, right? And so, Period. being strong yeah. enough to say, "I'm okay with putting boundaries up now," and
0: and keeping to them in your power so different mm-hmm. so different and it, and it's not even in all just bad ways it's just period it's, it's it, 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 it it can be good boundaries that you just don't know how to keep for yourself even yeah. for yourself don't eat ice cream after eight o'clock at night right so you don't at 10 o'clock at night when you want it you don't you know it's just stupid little things but so on that note if you don't mind yes. if we could do it to be continued i think on friday um that what we could start with is um my change journey okay. yeah. and that would start with my aunt, bro okay yeah that would be great you know and yeah. and and how i have opened myself up in the lifestyle a little bit more and things like that so i think that'll be a good start for our next yeah that's going to be whatever good.
1: yeah so everybody that has tuned in thus far, because this has been a multi-series moment, um, you'll have to keep tuning in to see where this journey leads us and how everything develops, because we kind of, even though we've talked a lot, we've only touched the surface, <laughs> which Ooh. sounds crazy, but it's Ooh. true. So I want to thank you so much for setting the time aside, because we have been trying to do this for so long, and just, it's I'm been so, so exciting. Um, it's such an important part of the journey for us to share and I'm so happy that you're willing to share so much about just your stuff right because you don't have to be so transparent I'm just so happy that you're willing to do it with me and and share it with everybody
0: um I love you I'm super excited yeah I love you too um and I think maybe we should just touch on let me just check my schedule for Friday and what is your Friday morning schedule like Um, mine is completely open yeah so is mine I just got to go get my nails done eventually, but if we start early, I can give a couple hours because yeah. I would like to touch on um, my changes that have started yes, and also abuse in the lifestyle.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I think
0: we're, yeah. And I think that those would be two things, you know, to be a good, good start
1: yeah for our next our next
0: conversation
1: yeah and i'm really proud of you for having the courage to even talk about it
0: hey we're going to be educators we go through our things so we can learn
1: yeah and if we're going to go
0: through it and not use it it's pointless and it's like a waste of time in our life
1: yeah
0: Mm -mm. yeah yeah but all right girl i I love love you. you Until next time.
1: Yep. Yeah. Goodbye, y'all. Ya. Bye-bye, so everybody. Talk to you again. www.misbender.com. <laughs>